I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries The Warriors are just one win away from yet another trip to the NBA Finals. They're sixth in the last nine years, eight years, something like that. Amazing. This is a dynasty and it's continuing. We thought it was over when they lost to the Toronto Raptors and Kevin Durant left and Clay and Steph did not play for a year. And like, okay, that's over, but that was a good run. But they're back. They're almost one. They're almost there. One win away from the NBA Finals yet again. Yeah. While in the Eastern Conference, Miami Heat, uh, surprisingly, I would say, uh, dropped the Boston Celtics. It was a close game in the end, but first half lead was too much to overcome. Oh, okay. And they have the lead now in the Eastern Conference Final. Let's talk all about these games on today's episode. Whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast, join us, Tanvi and Shlok. We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday. Only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's going to be lit. Let's start off with the game that just got over the Warriors in the Mavs. The Warriors winning 109-200. This game, although it was close, like it was a five-point game with one minute left, it never looked like the Warriors lost control, did it? Uh, I know Jordan Poole hit a big three-pointer and the lead went to eight and then there was no coming back after that. But it was a five-point game still. But the Warriors never... They trailed maybe for like a minute somewhere in between, but they were always in control. Steph was getting big shots whenever needed, whenever they were... uh, getting closer steph was taking them away luka was responding immediately but the warriors uh, after three games you could say that they have the stronger roster uh, mm-hmm. they are well coached of course they have the experience of playing in these big matchups and handling that pressure soaking in the pressure very well and uh, it seems like luka is a little too much to do i mean always this this is like what this third season in a row where he's putting on 40 points out of 40 points and surprisingly unfortunately missing out on wins uh in fact this was today was his eighth game in last in his 26 career playoff games that he's got 40 plus points six of them have resulted in losses uh yeah. it can kind of equate luka to the 90s sachin where sachin used to score 100 yeah, and yeah. <laughs> india used to lose it somewhat like that now luka's mm-hmm. getting 40 plus but the mavs are not winning do you see any way back for the mavs i mean no team has come back from 0-3 down in playoffs uh are they going to get swept uh, the last time the Warriors were in the Western Conference Final, they got they swept the Portland Trailblazers. Yet another sweep coming up in the Conference Finals. Uh, for sure, uh, their best case scenario is a is a five one if they can salvage one game out of this. Uh, but even that looks exceedingly unlikely. This is what I was saying at halftime, right? I said I don't trust the Mavs carrying a lead into the second half, let alone trailing at the half. <laughs> yep, like it's yep. just it's over. It doesn't matter home away. It's just over. Um, gosh, so many thoughts. Ah. Uh, First of all, you can't have Reggie Bullock. I, I don't know why I'm riding so hard on him this, uh, this entire post. Bullock and Kleber, 0-15 from yeah, uh, in today's man. game. And that was the difference. I mean, if you remember last time when we spoke, we said the Mavs are not winning if Luka has less than 7 assists. Uh, he yeah. had 3 assists today. But Dinwiddie and Brunson got their points. It was Bullock and Kleber who got 0-15. If they had scored like 5 or 4 or 15, they would have won this game. That's how... Bad they were. Yeah, including 0 of 12 from the 3, both of those combined. Yep. And that's yep. where they really yep. got butchered. What it shows essentially is Luca got his points. Luca always gets his points. Luca got his points. Yep. 
Dinwiddie did his thing. But if you notice, Dinwiddie is super aggressive. Very, very similar to Wiggins. Yeah, in right from the first quarter. Absolutely. And then Brunson did his thing again. Uh, very. So, yep. he's sort of their Jordan Poole. It's, it's extremely similar play styles minus the prolific three shooting. So, yeah. they've got all these things going. Essentially, what you see with the Mavs is all of the guys that can score off the dribble or create their own shot. They're getting um, stuff done. And then DFS, Kleber, Bullock, all the set shooters, if they go missing, this team looks really, really bad. And that includes Bertans, who you know yeah. finally had to put points on the board by driving in for a dunk. Uh, <laughs> right? But it, it's just, the shot wasn't falling. And I think what we've seen with these guys, and it, it's basically a repeat of, of, say, the bubble Houston Rockets or the Utah Jazz from, from so many series in the regular season, which is right. when these teams get hot from three, they're unstoppable. Uh, but when that three ball isn't falling very fast, you realize that there are so many ways to win a game, but these guys only have one trick and yeah. there's really nothing yeah. else to, 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 to back them up because for the mass, for instance, when the three ball isn't falling, what do you do to win a match? You get key stops, you defend tight, maybe go back into a zone and most importantly, you get rebounds. The, the bonus yeah. is if you can punish the other team with fast break opportunities and second second chance opportunities, but you want to get that rebound to begin with. Forget right. forget whether you make something of it or not. Because the, the flip side is if you don't get it, where you get it, maybe you have a chance at second chance points or a fast break. You don't get it, the other team definitely has a shot at second. It's a double whammy, they're yep. not getting that rebound. Yep. Um, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't get a clutch stop to save their life. They couldn't get a rebound. And so, with each passing shot, each passing play, as the gap widens, what do they do? They go back to really the already diminishing returns of of just punting up three after three, hoping one of them goes in. At a point in the fourth quarter, the game would have been over if not for Luca just making ridiculous threes. Yeah, they yeah. had no choice. He just let it go from wherever, and it went in, and and that just about barely kept them in the game. So the Mavs don't really have a plan B. They don't have a defense. It shows up every once in a while. They don't have a plan B outside of uh, the three ball falling. and then So, Luka does his thing plus the three ball has to go. That's pretty much their formula to, to win a game right. right now. They don't really have that level of three shooting. Every once in a while, it looks good, but yeah. they're not quite at that level. And they're up against an extremely disciplined, uh, highly motivated Warriors unit who genuinely believe that they can go ch- get the chip. They were that way from day one. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a big, big gap between these two squads. Yeah, it shows. And the perfect example of not just depending on the three ball is the Warriors itself. You saw that Steph is the greatest shooter ever in the league. Yeah, yeah. He drives into the basket when his three is not shooting. And that's something that the Mavs can learn, right? And I mean, that's on a night when he was nobody... 50% from three. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. There's so many points where he just... Yeah. And that's what he does. He he makes a defense commit to him because he can attempt threes from the logo. The defense is committed and then he drives in, either gets a pass off to Draymond or Wiggins or Looney or whoever is in the paint and then they get an easy dunk. And which results in his 12 assists as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steph has now two uh, double-doubles in this three-game series, one with three bonds and one with assists. So, uh, Steph is, has been pretty efficient this series, I would say. I mean, all this coming to the playoffs, there was a lot of talk about how his three is not falling, he's missing free throws and all of that. All of that has been silenced. Nobody's even talking about that now because uh, three games here, he's been pretty efficient uh, from the... Uh, Two-point shot, three-point shot, whatever, driving to the basket, everything he's been doing at all. But for me, the player of the series so far has been Begins, both on absolutely. the offensive end, defensive end, yep. taking on Luka for 40-plus minutes, every single position he's on Luka, uh, high energy. And then on the other end of the floor, going and dunking over uh, Luka, getting the three-point shot whenever needed. He's 40% from three over yep. the whole season. So he's he's been a dependable three-point shooter as well. 
he did an amazing job uh, you i know you have some thoughts on wiggins of uh, how aggressive he was and you said that he was like this when he entered the league do you yeah. want to talk about that yeah yeah, yeah. not just the aggression but also an above the rim player so when wiggins came in he was a big time dunker and there's there are these mm-hmm. moments so so he came in uh, to minnesota at the same time as zach levine both of them came in the same draft uh, wiggins was of course the number one pick and levine was whatever the 12th or 15th or something mm-hmm. and and they were contemporaries in that timberwolves outfit and they used to challenge each other to these dunk offs in practice now zach levine's a whole another level uh, wiggins couldn't quite match him but he was up there he was really up there and 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 if you remember, i remember one of those dunk contests i think that was the one where lavin first came out with the space jam dunk and uh, mm-hmm. wiggins i think set him up on one of the dunks as his teammate and the yep. commentators were like uh, one of the commentators goes uh, he could be in this contest someday he's just as good and the other guy says no he's going to be in the big game on sunday very soon like that that was the level <laughs> of expectation with with andrew wiggins some way he kind of like the minnesota thing didn't quite work out the the org was in very supportive they they gave up on him very easily and then the whole cat thing happened and the sort of the whole yeah. org pivoted towards towards cat and it was just a toxic environment for him to be in and, and i'm glad that it it came out but college through to the nba he came in like this and it's amazing that mm-hmm. i mean clearly after a when did he come in 2013 14 so 2014 yeah so 8 years into his career if they can unlock this version of the wiggins He was mm-hmm. sitting there all along. So somewhere Minnesota just had the greatest bot job of talent management, and I hope they don't do that with with Ant. Um, it doesn't yeah. look like it. I yeah. think Ant's a different animal. Uh, I think he'll so, develop. Wiggins is more of the passive, silent Correct. guy, and like you give him instructions, he'll do his job. Well, it's like it's something like that. He's Canadian. He's just a nice guy. He's like yeah, Jamal Murray, yeah, yeah, same exactly. same mode. Exactly. Um, yeah, but but yeah. So this player was there all along. I'm glad to see him break out. He's been ferocious this season. Yep. Uh, this yep. series especially both ends of the floor hey it's been another great week on the ivm podcasts network on the filter coffee podcast karthik talks to svetlana nodial programming director asia mobi about how mobi curates access to world cinema introducing our new show cap gemini's techipedia series with sheila ditya m in the first episode we meet nishit shrivastav chief technology and innovation officer at cap gemini india He tells us all about the metaverse's impact on different domains. On Paisa Vesa, Anupam explores stock market trends with Prabhakar Tiwari, Chief Growth Officer at Angel One. On All Things Policy, the Takshashila folk discuss how the latest events in Sri Lanka impact India. On The Habit Coach, Ashton shares three steps to shake off a slump. And on Say No to Drama, Chetna explains how we can protect ourselves from energy suckers. We've got some exciting news for you. IVM Podcasts has just launched its merch and our first line is out now. Head to the IVM Podcasts website and click on the shop tab to check out our first collection of t-shirts. Do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. Don't forget to rate us on any platforms you're listening on. You can also check us out on YouTube. We are also doing a small listener survey to better understand how you respond to our shows and advertising on the network. We would really appreciate if you could spare a few minutes to fill it. It helps us build better shows for you. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week, SBI Life Insurance and Jupiter, a digital banking app. 
Absolutely. And I think uh, also there has been constant pressure on him being the top draft pick. There's a certain yeah. level of expectation that goes with it. The 30 million uh, paycheck that comes along with it now that he has. And it's always hounding him, right? I mean, forget all of that. As a player, you would love to have him on any team. Forget the salary cap, forget the draft pick and whatnot. Yeah. As Wouldn't you want him in your team? I mean, he's, he's a lovely player. I think almost every franchise would love to have him in his team, if affordable, of course, given all of that. But the Warriors have no issues with paying him the extra money. <laughs> they, they pay the most luxury tax in the league. And uh, if you think of it, Wiggins is kind of playing for his spot next season because uh, yeah. the Warriors have to pay Jordan Poole. Uh, which means they will have to cut one of the big guys. And Wiggins is kind of cementing a spot with these kind of performance. The Warriors will be very reluctant to let him go. And they'll be more than happy, I think, to pay the luxury tax that gives him the title. So I think Wiggins is in a way playing in a contract year, but not in a contract year. Yeah, and I think even if if the Warriors choose not to go ahead with him, which is a, mm-hmm. there is an outside chance, I think he would still put himself in such a good place where, where yeah. he'd have six, seven contender level takers uh, for a signature. And I think that's... That's that's the that's testament to the achievement. Um, maybe the Lakers. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, two-way player. Why won't you have him, right? Yeah. Why good not on the offensive and good on the defensive? Give and one of the better to defenders. The Westbrook to the Warriors. Um, Let's make it happen. <laughs> Talking about silently uh, silent performers. How good has mm-hmm. Looney been in the last yeah. uh, four games? Uh, starting from the game six in Memphis, where he got twenty-two rebounds, then a career-high twenty-one and ten against the Mavs in game two, and again MVP chance. I mean. <laughs> MVP chance, exactly. Who would have seen that coming? I mean, how many times in this season have we spoken about Warriors getting exposed by the bigger men? Yeah. Hassan Whiteside looked like uh, uh, Shaquille. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq over. Shaq won one of those games. Mitchell Robinson was uh, uh, looking like Hakeem on one of those games and all of these guys. And the Warriors are always getting out-rebounded and dominated by the big men. But who would have thought now Looney is the guy who is dominating the other center and Kleber and Powell. And even when Luka gets the switch on Looney, he didn't seem out of place. He's defending him pretty well, in fact. It's it's kind of odd that Luka is getting 40 points, but you're saying that Wiggins did a good job and Looney did a good job. Yeah, we're congratulating all of the Warriors <laughs> for defending a guy who's dropping 40 for fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, but I think they've done a good job. They have. That's how it is with Luka. He'd, he'd go off for 58-60 in any of these games, if not for the, yeah. for the defense. No, but I don't think... Uh, my sense is Looney is getting a little... He looks a little too good because he's up against what exactly? Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, like what the True. fuck? Versus... Even in the previous series, it was Jaren Jackson yeah. Jr. Well, he's good, but it's Jaren Jackson Jr. He's good defensively. He's very mobile and all that. Yeah. But he's not really yeah. a big body. The points, I don't expect him. This is his first 20-point yeah. game in his career. So, I don't expect the points to come consistently. But I don't think they do either. Think... Yeah. yeah, I think the rebounds are the big thing. I mean, getting the extra position. They've out-rebounded out Dallas... In every game the series. They've out-rebounded Memphis in every game in that yeah. series. Except that one washout, uh, blowout game that they had. Uh, so, I think Looney's done a brilliant job. In fact, if you think he's of it, at the start of the playoffs, he's not even in the starting lineup. He yeah. earned a spot there. Because Jordan Poole was the starting guy. There. They've yeah, kind think, of but, chained around the... F- yeah, sorry. I, I think the moment Wiseman comes back, Looney's out. Uh, at some, Not this season maybe, but whenever. Because mm-hmm. even if you see this team going... What, what if? This, this team's going through, through to the finals, right? Warriors are going to be in the finals and... They'll face most likely Miami at this point. It looks like our initial. It's two minutes. Right? That's still. That's still. Yeah, that's I don't know. Place. I'm seeing. I'm not seeing quite enough. And Celtics just look gassed for me. In addition to all of the other uh, factors that are in favor of Miami, Celtics look gassed. Miami, of course. I, I mean, any good team's one injury away from being a calamity. But True. but barring that, uh, I think Miami looks steady. Anyway, either way, either Miami or Boston, whoever comes to the finals. I don't see Looney having this level of um, dominance against either of those teams because with Miami, 
he's up against bam that's a that's a tough fight I, I, that's a fight mm-hmm. i don't expect him to win um uh, and mayam has got a ton of players that can drive in and and punish luni they're all a lot faster more mobile than than luka is um so they're not as skilled nowhere close to being as skilled as right. luka of course but, not but they can expose him on on speed and movement and positioning and then if you go to the celtics they've got a squad full of players that can expose the yeah. interior Um, and yeah. they've got decent rebounding, so I don't know. I don't quite see Looney. I, I think he's being made to look good by Jaren Jackson Jr., Maxi Kleber, and, and Dwight Powell, especially Dwight Powell. I agree. I agree. I mean, nobody expected Looney to be the star of this show, yeah. but I think he's done more than what he was expecting. He's in yeah. a contract year as well, so a no, lot sure. of content, he's a lot of team looking sure. at. For sure. Yeah, brilliant. Let's jump to the other series: the Miami and the Boston, uh, Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Hundred and nine, hundred and three yesterday. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler just got eight of those points, and he didn't play the second half at all. But Bam Adebayo, we discussed about him Ooh. in the previous episode. He just went off first quarter onwards. You could see how aggressive he was, just getting onto everything, uh, rebounding, aggressive, going against the Boston defense, and scored thirty-one points. And without Bam, uh, without Butler, I mean, we we spoke about it. Who else is a scorer for Miami? There's no big scorers. Bam got thirty-one, of course. But look at the other guys. Cruz got sixteen. Lowry got eleven. PJ uh, PJ Tucker got seventeen. Everybody showed up. Uh, every everyone showed up. And Ola Depot on defense. How good was he? Meanwhile, for the Boston Celtics, Tatum had an off night, uh, just ten points. Uh, Jalen Brown went off; he got forty points though. But uh, when Tatum gets ten, you know you're rarely winning. Yeah, um, I think with Bam, it's amazing when he got that max contract. Um, I remember thinking, and everyone there was article after article saying he's their go-to guy. He's their finisher in tight games, and he's not quite the shooting finisher, but he's the guy that. Is the nexus of everything, sort of like a Draymond mm-hmm. Green, but maybe with a little more right. offensive skill. Um, and and he's the guy that that's the heart and soul of the organization. Whenever he's out, it looks weird. Now it went back that he had that pendulum with him for a bit. It kind of just yeah. hung on to it, but it's oscillated over to the other side and got stuck there to Jimmy Butler's ass because now he's yeah. he's back to being that guy. Um, yesterday I thought was a great opportunity. Now Bam started super aggressive even before Butler went out. Yeah. But he could sustain yeah. it, and in Butler's absence, he really led that team and and took over. It showed leadership. It showed skill. He was fourteen of twenty. He got his points of fourteen right. of twenty shooting. He got rebounds. He got steals. He was everywhere on defense. Uh, this was this is the Bam they paid all those dollars for. This is the Bam that they that they expect. And then typical Miami, everyone shows up. Spolstra, yeah. it's like clockwork with the substitutions. He knows exactly when to come bring in at what point. And they all make right. it work. I, I just don't know how it happens, but they make it work. They take the most random ass squads and they turn them yeah. into championship <laughs> outfits. It's unreal. Look at the number there. of undrafted guys in this yeah. team. Uh, Gabe Vincent was undrafted. Max Truss was undrafted. Struz, Duncan yeah. Robinson is undrafted, and all three of them are getting playoff minutes. So unreal. that's that's unheard of. That's really unreal. Oladipo just played twenty minutes and he had four steals. He was brilliant on defense, just restricting Jason Tatum entirely. Like you said, Tatum looked gassed. Yeah. And this is a problem that I have with the scheduling. Boston Celtics have been playing every alternate day right from the Milwaukee series, and that's not sustainable. I mean, this is an NBA conference final. You expect high level of performance. If you if you want that, if you want the top yeah. players to show up, you need to give them enough rest for better quality of basketball. And somehow that's missing. I feel, I feel an extra day of rest, and at least in between those travel days, which used to happen earlier, right? Uh, that kind of is playing into Miami's hands right now because they look the better rested unit. Wah 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 wah! Win your win your series faster. Look at Miami. Boom 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 into the conference. They had <laughs> they had Yanis to contend. Hold on, okay, now, hold on, hold on. Oh, Miami did their bit. They topped the league. They got home court. They got these opponents. 
Boston snoozed, snoozed through like the first two, three, like almost until the All-Star game. Then they woke up and yeah. said, no, we're going to be the best team in basketball. Okay, well, sure, sure then. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, I think this season has been a great example of seedings matter, especially home court advantage. These things matter. Some teams took, I think there's been this culture over the last five to seven years of teams, some teams just believing they're so damn good, they can finish at whatever seed and then they'll get the job done. Think of the examples, mm-hmm. right? You had the Clippers stealing through all of the... Clo- yeah, mm-hmm. oh, of course. So, the Clippers stealing through all of... The- it started really with those fools. Right. Uh, chilling through the regular season and then uh, come the bubble, somebody's in a strip club, somebody's grandma, <laughs> w- whatever, right? So, that happened. That was a disaster. Brooklyn Nets, same mistake, disaster. Yep. Right? Yep. Then you had Milwaukee this season. Just chilling, 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 yep. woke up. Lakers last season. Yeah, Lakers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Lakers also. Well, Lakers injuries. So, you can't... Kind of, yeah. Uh, but... No, I'm I'm talking about like conscious decisions to do this. Like Milwaukee, regardless of who was fit, they really did take it easy in the first half of the first good chunk of the season. Even in the last day of the season. Yeah. They could have finished second. And then you have the the, the idiocy of the Philadelphia 76ers dropping seats to engineer (laughs) the the playoff matchup. They got their ass handed to them in the playoffs after all of that engineering, right? Um, and, And through all this... You see the quietly outperforming Miami Heat start to finish top of the league. Uh, they started low with injuries. With in, exactly uh, with they, they built momentum. They sustained it all the way through top of the league. Got the easy as fixtures. Came to the finals like that, and now they're fresh. Now they're fresh. They're well rested, and the Celtics are gassed. Totally. Win, uh, win, win not to discredit season. Miami though, but the Celtics had 23 turnovers and the Miami had a playoff record of 19 steals. 19 yeah. steals in yeah, 48 exactly. minutes. That's incredible. 33 to 9 points of turnovers and I think that's where the game was won. I mean, the Boston Celtics did post an incredible comeback in the second half. It was a one-point game at one point in time. But the first half lead was so much. When you come back from yeah. 25 down and you reach that, mm. it's... I mean, you expect one run from Miami and you're demotivated again. And that's exactly what happened with the Celtics in the last few minutes. Great to Miami, uh, they got those stops. It's all about those stops in the playoffs. Everyone absolutely. got steals. It's like yeah. every time Jalen Brown came down with the ball, Oladipo just swipe. <laughs> it's like a video game. Swipe gets the ball. Just there are a lot of memes on Twitter about how Jalen Brown doesn't know to dribble at all. And he got 40 points, <laughs> yeah, but 40 uh, points. he's getting made fun of. Yeah. 40 points uh, off ridiculous see- shooting, by the way. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Flat out, he barely missed in that game. Yep. Game first tomorrow in Boston. Mm-hmm. You would expect Boston to win that, wouldn't you? I would. I yes, mean, or else it's 3-1 down. It's over. If they lose this one, it's over. I would expect yeah. them to win. I think this will be a tight series. I'm still favoring Miami, but it's going to be one of those back and forth sort of oscillating series. And I, I really do expect uh, Boston to win. It's just, if they come out hard shooting, I think it's their game. It's as easy as that. They can't afford to go back and then start mounting comebacks. They can do it, uh, but it would be a risky way to go about it. Agreed. I, I totally agree. I don't expect Tatum to have two bad nights in a row. So, uh, that's that's a big game I'm looking out for. Tatum uh, with one of those breakout 35-40 yeah. point games. And then, I think the Celtics should take the game tomorrow. 2-2 back to Miami. That'll be the, that, that's where the series will begin for me because it's going to be a best of three. Hey, by the way, after that. correct. And by the way, if now that we know how the West is, is panning out, the finals matchup that I would love to see is actually Warriors against Celtics. Not Warriors against the Heat. So, I know, I'm kind of caught in two minds. But I think Miami have deserved it thus far. Unless the Celtics pull a rabbit out of the hat. And I think whatever team comes in the East will start off as the favourites in the in the finals. The Celtics I, against the Warriors, I think the Celtics are I'm actually are picking the Dubs to win it all. Like, whoever comes out of the East. 
Okay, I think I think Celtics are a tough beat. Uh, Miami yeah. is still manageable, I think, for the Warriors. Celtics are a really tough beat, even matchup wise, right? I mean, who's stopping Tatum in that team? Who's stopping Jalen Brown in that team? Uh, it's it's difficult. I don't see how they can get past the Celtics. But you that's talk uh, like discussion. Steph Curry only shoots free throws. <laughs> it's like what the I'm fuck? a little cautious with the Warriors. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, I think we'll come back and defenses. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. We'll come back and talk about this game tomorrow. That should be a fun matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's all in today's episode. As always, great uh, talking to you. We'll see you tomorrow. Yes. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media. We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ, Varun, and me, Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fan's point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us, sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure, and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website, or wherever you get your podcast from.